Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Live Natural, Live Well. I'm your host, Heather Lounsbury, also known as Doc Heather. I have two very special guests on my show today. They're the dads of Esther the Wonder Pig. Esther the Wonder Pig has made me giggle, totally ball out laughing, crying, you name it. And she always puts a smile on my face and probably everyone else who comes across her in person or in photos. So I'm excited to have her dads on. Maybe she'll make a little noise for us today so we can say hi to her as well. But before I do, just to let you know who I am, again, Heather Lounsbury. I'm a doctor of Chinese medicine, nutritionist, author of Fix Your Mood with Food, and a very proud vegan. Um, If the show today has you interested in trying a plant-based diet or living a vegan lifestyle, or you just want to get healthier, I do offer phone consults anywhere in the world. So please be in touch through my website at livenaturallivewell.com. I am happy to help you on your healing journey. So we don't have much time, so I'm going to go ahead and bring on Steve Jenkins and Derek Walter now. Hi, guys. Hi, Heather. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Uh, we're doing wonderful. It's uh, it's raining here today, but the sun is always shining. <laughs> <laughs> and how is little Esther doing? <laughs> uh, she doesn't do a whole lot when it's uh, when it's raining outside. So she went for her breakfast outside this morning in a five minute walk and right back to bed. So she'll make an appearance again this afternoon, or or if it clears up, hopefully we'll be able to get her out and motivated for a walk. Yeah, she's <laughs> she's a fair weather piggy. Oh, yeah. and, uh, there's not an umbrella big enough around here to keep, <laughs> to keep her shielded from the rain. <laughs> <laughs> what a little diva she is. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, she is, indeed. <laughs> so I would love for you to share uh, your story, your background a little bit, because I'm sure most of my listeners have heard about you and Esther and your wonderful family, but for those who might not know your story, would you like to share that with us, please? Of course, yeah. Esther was supposed to be a mini pig that turned out to be a commercial pig and and changed everything about the way Derek and I lived our life. You know, we were expecting this little 70-pound pig to stay that size, you know, to be the size of a small dog. Um, and, and she ended up being 650 pounds. Um, and in learning what she was and, and what her background was changed our lives dramatically. I mean, we went vegan. We, we ended up having to move because she was illegal where we lived and, and we weren't prepared to get rid of her. So we moved to the country and opened a farm sanctuary. And yeah, that's it really in a, in a nutshell, in the, in the super, super streamlined version. Um, we documented it on Facebook starting in 2014 just to kind of show people what life was like with Esther in the house and how amazing she was as a family member and, and these amazing qualities about pigs um, that were all very surprising to us as well. You know, we were learning as we went along. So so people came along for that ride with us, and, and that's what resulted in the sanctuary. And, you know, people have now come to visit us at our farm in Campbellville and and we've got what almost fifty animals, just over fifty animals here at the sanctuary. Sixty, almost sixty now. That's right. A bunch of chickens arrived last week or two. Oh, that's right. Okay. So, so yeah. So we've we've now got this 
you know, even larger family on a larger property. And, and yeah, it's been a really incredibly fun and uh, crazy journey. To be honest, uh, yeah. Happily Ever Esther Farm Sanctuary is uh, primarily an online sanctuary mm-hmm. where most of its following um, and most of uh, its supporters have come from. And, uh, you know, people tune in from all over the world now just to check out what's happening here. And, uh, you know, we have events that happen here during the year. We've got tours and volunteering opportunities and uh, people people are really excited. Yeah. Well, I'll definitely have to make it uh, over there sometime. Maybe next time I'm in the States. Yeah, hey, you have a passport? To passport. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I live in France now, so I have to have a passport all the time. <laughs> uh, of course, of course. And they unfortunately love to eat cute, innocent pigs over here. It's really yeah, painful. Yeah. 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 Yes. It is, but let's let's stay on a positive note. Um, can you share some of her unique characteristics and what your biggest surprises were, besides her size? Um, some of the some of the surprises were certainly some of the myths that we had, you know, that we had come into this. Uh, like, there's a lot of myths surrounding pigs, like that they are angry animals, that they are smelly, that they're stupid. Um, so a lot of those myths we were able to debunk within just a few short weeks of knowing Esther. I mean, um, does she smell? How smart they are. Yeah. The, the biggest one is, of course, how smart she is. Um, and, uh, you know, she's certainly not smelly at all. Pigs are a product of their environment. So if they're in a clean environment, they smell amazing. If they're in a dirty environment, well, then they're going to smell horrible. Um, so uh, Esther actually has a, an aroma that, that, that she puts off that's a, a lot like brown sugar or maple syrup. And um, so pigs smell amazing. Uh, number two, um, are they, uh, you know, are they angry animals? Well, you know, again, product of their environment. If they're in situations that are high stress, then, you know, they may act out uh, in ways that are seen to uh, as seen as aggression. Because I mean, just like any human would, though, any human or any dog or anything else, they're, they're, they're big and they're strong animals. But, yeah, I mean, Esther, like, she learned how to open doors. She learned how to, um, you know, she was going up and down stairs, toilet training. She, she took to very quickly. It became a challenge because of her size, not because of her ability to learn. Not toilet um, training. Um, absolutely, it was toilet training, teaching her to go outside to use the bathroom and teaching her to use yeah. her litter box. Like, her intelligence was is, is unbelievable. Potty training. Like, uh, when I hear toilet <laughs> training, it makes me feel like people are going to envision her using the toilet. Sitting on a toilet? <laughs> <laughs> She'd probably break the toilet, wouldn't she? Oh, Maybe yes. We do everything we can to keep her out of the bathroom. <laughs> um, and what what um, tricks does she – well, not, I shouldn't say tricks. That's not the right word. But what special talents does she have now that she's uh, full-grown and you realize that she can get into trouble, like opening doors and so forth? Is she learning new things all the time? Well, I, I I wouldn't, you know, I, I believe that uh, she's expanding she's on her existing she's, field. She's always skills. exploring, um, but um, she knows how to open doors. That's no problem. It's like having a toddler around. You have to uh, have everything prepared. Uh, and she's so strong, so if you lock doors or put locks on doors, the doors just break around the locks. 
so we can't keep things locked. And um, yeah, now that she's full size, like she'll open the fridge and help herself to stuff that's on the shelf in the fridge. So we have to be aware of that sort of stuff and making sure that the lettuce goes into the drawers, not into the you know little crisper tray on the bottom that she'll just pull out when she wants in. So. You know, she's because she's bigger now, she can get to higher things, and her strength allows her to move things that she couldn't move before. So nothing sacred with Esther around. Some of the things that she's learned since arriving here uh, I, I would be boundaries for sure, because she never has had so much space. So she's learned the property, she's learned the boundaries, she's learned where she gets fed, and that's you know she goes to the barn every morning and every night to get fed. Um, you know, she has everybody eating out of eating out of their hands here. Uh, she's she's in charge. She's very clever. <laughs> And all the other animals get along with her? Uh, that would be a really nice picture to paint. Yeah. <laughs> yeah sure. They don't, everybody kind of has their groups and they just sort of stick together. So it's not that they don't get along. It's just that they don't really interact. Like Esther doesn't want anything to do with the pigs that are in the barn. When she goes out there, she'll go to get her food and have a drink and maybe say hello to some of the birds, but she has no desire or interact or engage with the pigs. You know, she doesn't mind the goats or the sheep and, you know, even the cows and that sort of stuff, it's fine. But the pigs, she wants nothing to do with. Um, so, I mean, everybody kind of has their own little little family. And, and like I said, it's not that they don't get along. It's just that they're, yeah, they're their own little independent groups and everybody has their space and everybody can kind of go where they want within reason. Um, and they let us know who they want to be around and who they don't want to be around. And and that's just it. Esther's made it really, really clear with her family. It's us and the dogs um, and the cats, of course. And we've got friends that come into the house and all that sort of stuff. That's her family. And, and she gets along amazingly with all of them. I mean, no matter who it is, us, the dogs, the cats, all of that, they get along great. Um, but as far as, you know, the other animal families that are on the farm, they just kind of all keep to themselves. It's really interesting, yeah. actually. One of the things we talked about when we moved here was, would Esther want to move into the barn when she saw other pigs, you know, and, and we were prepared to let her go where she wanted to go. And, you know, she had no intention of becoming part of the pig family. It was really interesting to see that um, and, and see how the other pigs work. We've got a few pig families out there. It's not even that all the pigs get along with all the other pigs. Um, we've got three distinct groups out there um, because they just kind of let you know who they want to be with. Yeah, there's a hierarchy structure that exists within each family, and it changes. It's, you know, it's always evolving. Mm -hmm. so. They're incredibly complex. It, like, again, I had no idea. I just assumed that all the pigs would get along with all the pigs, and, you know, that that, that, that would be that. But, no, it is. It's very distinct groups, and they'll, they'll let you know. Like, it's not even a matter of, you know, a mom always sticks with her babies. Like, uh, we've got oh. a, a mom that arrived here pregnant, had her babies, one of her babies has since kind of been ousted from the family and, and joined another herd. Um, and they accepted him in no problem, you know? So, so it's really interesting to see how they work when they're kind of given the opportunity to do whatever they want, you know, and to show you what they want and how they want to structure yourself. And when there are options available, they definitely make choices. They don't just do what they're told to do. Um, they're, they're really, really interesting animals. Do you think Esther realizes that she's the same type of animal as the other pigs? I, I do, yes. I, I believe that 
that she is fully aware that those are pigs and that she's a pig. Uh, she's seen herself uh, in a mirror before, and pigs have amazing uh, self-recognition, and uh, they have the ability to recognize several hundred different faces, whether that be human or other animals. Um, she displays behavior of, like, I'm the top pig whenever she's walking beside Tammy. Like, they both posture Tammy, the same Tammy's way. one of the pigs at the sanctuary. Um, and... Uh, yeah, she postures the same way. They walk really high and really fast. <laughs> um, you know, they root aggressively into the ground to show how strong they are. Uh, she That's makes, adorable. You know, it's really neat. Yeah, yeah. It's really neat. It's, it's like there's a lot more there's a lot more going on in their minds than, than you would think. And that's kind of the cool thing about a sanctuary is you're allowed they're allowed to entirely be themselves, right? There's no agenda for them as far as, as what they're expected to do here on a daily basis. So it's really neat just to let them be themselves and see how they interact with each other and other animals. And, and like you say, Esther, who's not part of one herd and how she and they respond when they see each other. And they're really, really interesting. And, and right down to the birds, the birds have been really astonish, astonishing to watch the turkeys and, and the, the chickens and all that sort of stuff. Like the chickens form their own little gangs and they kind of, you know, they stick together wherever they go. And, like, some of the chickens are, like, all over the property. They want to explore constantly. Other ones never leave the coop. They'd rather just stay inside and relax. Like, it, the personalities and the difference in their personalities among all of the different animals that we've been able to bring in here to the sanctuary is really, really interesting when you actually, you know, get to see it. And, and you're able to share that with people. It's pretty awesome. That's awesome. That's, I know I used to, when I was living in LA, um, I would go to visit and also volunteer at uh, a farm sanctuary there. And it was, it was wonderful to see pigs, uh, cows, horses, goats, sheep, everything, just be able to actually live their lives instead of end up in confined quarters and slaughterhouses. And you do, like you said, like each of them, it's completely different, just like a cat or a dog. I think it's really important that, to get that message across to people who are still eating meat. Like, they are just yeah. smart and different and, you know, curious as dogs yeah, and cats. Yeah, getting to know them, get, getting to know them is, is really the key to changing the way that you see them. You know, at least that's what the way it was for us. It started with Esther, right? And we thought, wow, if Esther's this you know, smart and funny and, and has this much personality, then that means all these pigs have this much personality. And, you know, the, that's, that's kind of what got the ball rolling for us. And then, and then, like I said, the more animals we met, we're like, well, you know, they've all, they've all got their own little quirks and ticks and, and, and things that make them different, you know, right down to the noises that they make. Like, you know, you can almost tell which rooster is which just by their crow, you know, they've got their own voice and the, and the different hens know which rooster's calling and who they're like, it's, it's really, really neat. And, and like I said, it totally changes the way you see them, which makes yeah. it a lot harder to, to consume them. So, right. so yeah, it's, it's been a really interesting, like an interesting learning curve for us. And, and I mean, obviously an eye-opening experience to say the least. <laughs> yeah. And how has it been on, not to get too personal, but your relationship, was there a lot of, of stress in there at the beginning? Like what the hell? <laughs> I when we moved out here, there was so much to do. It was uh, really uh, difficult to focus on our relationship personally. Uh, we yeah. knew that we had a, a job that was both bigger than us, and we just dove right into that. Um, 
you know, we didn't know what we were doing when we first got out here. Uh, like, let's be completely honest. It happened honest. so fast, too, <laughs> right? So we had a lot of figuring out to do. Um, and we just delineated who was doing what and Divide who and was, you know, going to manage what. And we just went and did it. And, um, you know, for the first year and a bit, you know, we didn't really leave the property. I don't remember leaving once, <laughs> um, but we figured it out. And now we have, um, you know, now we've, we've, we're managing staff on the property and managing an entire army of volunteers. Yeah. Our support on network on a, on is a daily basis. Phenomenal. Our, our support network is oh, unbelievable. Okay. And yeah. And now that we finally got our heads wrapped around it, we're, we're able to make time, right. We're making personal time and, you know, Derek, Derek runs the sanctuary for the most part. I run Esther social media and, and, and a lot of the kind of the backside um, media stuff and that sort of thing uh, for Esther, the wonder pig. So, so, you know, we're both kind of getting our feet on the ground and, and getting it to the point that we're able to step away for a day or step away for a few days and, and everything can still carry on. Um, you know, it's kind of a, it's, well, I shouldn't say kind of, it is a 24 seven operation, both of them. You know, Esther yeah. the Wonder Pig and Happily Ever Esther. Um, so even when we're gone, things need to carry on on both fronts. So so it took a little while to get that figured out. And, and you know, to have faith in everything to the point that we actually could step away. It's only been the last, what would you say, probably year, maybe? We had been stepping away a lot for, tr- for, for business stuff, you know, to do speaking engagements and, and things like that. Um, but we haven't taken holidays. You know, we've got our first kind of actual yeah. break and little little holiday coming up in, in a week. That's nothing to do with work. It's just going to be the two of us. Um, so, so yeah, so it's that first time in, in probably four years, other than being able to, you yeah. know, add a day or two when we're away somewhere for a speaking engagement, which we have done. Um, you oh, know, but it's a work trip, and then you add a day break just to get the break. Um, that's kind of how we've been doing it for the last two years to kind of ease ourselves into it. Um, and yeah, now we're actually going to take our first actual holiday. So yeah, we're super excited. It's, it's really, really cool. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been a, a, a crazy little, crazy little ride to get there. That's for sure. Yes. Well, I'm glad you're at a place that you can take some time off. Um, so we're mm-hmm. already starting to, we're two, two-thirds of the way through already, so I'd love to talk just briefly about the first two books, and then we can spend a little more time on the upcoming books. So if you want to share just briefly what the, the, your first two books are about. Uh, of course, yeah. The first book, the nonfiction book, Esther the Wonder Pig, Changing the World One Heart at a Time, is, is basically just what happened, you know, how Esther came into our life, what, what happened as a result of it, and how we ended up at the farm. Um, you know, it talks about how we started that social media page. We had a crowdfunding campaign. We almost raised $440,000 in 60 days to buy the farm. And, you know, it documents that whole journey and, and ends when we arrived at the farm. Um, the, the second book that came out was the children's picture book. That, that's just um, the same sort of story, but told to children, you know, and, and how Esther kept growing and growing, but no matter how big she got, no matter how big she got her and she was part of the family and she was part of the family. It's adorable. We're so excited. Horrible. We're so excited about the kids. Oh, good. And you, I guess, uh, are you getting a good response for the kids book from non-vegan parents? Cause I know like Ruby Ross, her books 
were considered um, just too controversial, but that was before veganism became more mainstream. Are you getting any um, negative feedback on that or is it all positive? Well, I mean, I think no matter, no matter what you do, you're going to get some negative feedback, feedback. but right. So we've been lucky. We've had very little. So so no, I don't think it's touched a chord and we've come about it in such a way way super approachable. And and that's been the key to everything that we do with with Esther and and getting our message across is is that we try to do it in a very relatable way. And and it was all about falling in love with her, falling in love with her. Who she is, and then kind of realizing, and then kind of what realizing, what she and and that yeah. changing our opinion. That so that's all that we try to do with how we present the story. We want people to fall in love with her, people to fall in love her personality and, and her all this character that she's got, and make the realization, and make the realization not on their own. We want to help them not do on their own. We want to help them do it. But we, we want to gently encourage them to, to, to make that connection. Because the minute they start asking the question, well, you know, I, I went to pick up a pack of bacon today and I thought of Esther. You know, then we can start being a little bit more direct and kind of directing them to what we call Esther approved and discussing that kind of aspect of things. But we figured we had to get the door open in a way that allowed them to start the conversation. Because we always felt that we got really defensive if somebody else, you know, approached us first. You know, before Esther came along, you know, before Esther came along, said, "Hey, I'd like to talk to the I would have turned and run the other way. I would have turned and run just because I had such a negative misconception of what that meant. So, so we are very aware and conscious of that, and and try to try to come about it in a very very approachable way to avoid that from happening. And um, there's been a lot of great feedback coming back from, you know, educators, uh, teachers that are, you know, that have picked up the book and have brought it to class and uh, we've got classes now that are writing and now, you know, letters to Esther and it's created a a lot of great excitement. Yeah. And and we've also presented our family in a way that's just no big deal. Our family just is what it is. Our family just is what it is. We we don't make a big deal of it. We don't make a big deal of it. We're gay or, or, you know, it's just we're Esther's two dads. It's just we're Esther's two dads. And that's kind of it. We've had a lot of comments. Of course, again, you get positive and negative feedback. But, you know, we've had a lot of really positive comments from people saying just that. You know, thank you for showing my kids. It's okay to have two dads. It's okay to have two dads. You know, and for it just being what it is instead of being a big deal. Oh, it's wonderful. I love to hear that. Um, so tell us about the new upcoming novel. It's coming out, I think, in July, right? Yes, it, the new novel picks up where the last novel left off. So the last novel left off when we first arrived at the farm. And now the new novel picks up as we as we start to learn how this place operates. How it talks about some of the first residents and them arriving and them arriving. Some of the trials and trials and growing pains. A lot of crying. A lot of crying. Talked about relationship stuff. We talked a little bit about that too. You know how relationships with friends and family can change as a result of such a major lifestyle change. You know, and, and how you deal with that. And how you deal with that. We've been very lucky with our families. We know a lot of people that aren't so lucky. And, and you know, so we talk a bit about that. How to cope with with that aspect of things as well. So it's, it's a pretty it's a pretty neat book. It's been a really great opportunity to put it all down in that way and, and share it with people and share it with people. And what's the name of the new book? 
Happily Ever Esther. Happily Ever Esther. Um, and oh, the that's wonderful. Hang on one second. Uh, uh, happily uh, Ever Esther, two men, a wonder pig, and their life changing mission to give animals a home. Oh, that's perfect. Um, and yeah. let's talk quickly about, <laughs> we have about, oh, it's going way too fast, about two more minutes. So I know on your website you have um, some products for sale. If you want to give a few examples of things that people can buy that help support your sanctuary. So right now yeah. we are in the yeah, midst of a one of the biggest ever launched and it launched uh, the website is www.theesterscanner.com and we are trying to raise trying to Canadian purchase to Canada's large machine that will be used at Ontario Veterinary College. Very well, well, and uh, they and, will. It's uh, going to change will, the way that change large animal diagnostics. Yeah, it's going to save so many animals. So many animals. This is a piece of gear that they so desperately need. First of its kind in Canada. And it, it came wow. to be because Esther was ill, and, and we didn't have access to equipment that we needed to find out what was wrong with her. And we were going to have to take her to the United we States, and it became a big ordeal. And, and, ordeal. And, and, and we just assumed that that equipment was always available, that right? Was always and, available, right? Yeah. And so, so yeah. So we, so we figured out something we needed to do. So for zoo animals, horses, you know, horse sanctuaries, you know, sort of sanctuary. Um, it's a super awesome um, project. It's a super so, awesome project. We could so, definitely so we could support definitely with that. Definitely use support with that. Okay. Well, everyone listening, go help out. Go to the website and do what you can, big or small, to help out with their latest, the Esther Scanner, and also with the sanctuary. Um, and I guess people can contact you about volunteering through the website, correct? Absolutely. If they go to happilyeverester.ca, um, they can click on the way, uh, they can click on a button, they can click on a button, bring them to our volunteer coordinator. Great. Well, thank you both, Steve and Derek, for coming on and sharing your story and for helping Esther become the pig she was meant to be and sharing her wonderfulness with the world. Thank you very much, Heather. We appreciate your time today. Yeah, thanks for having us. Have a great day. Thanks for having us. Have a great day. Thank you. You too, guys. And we'll definitely do this again. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. So thank you, Steve and Derek, for coming on my show today. I hope you are inspired, all of you listening. Um, please do what you can to help them with their latest project in this CAT scanner. That would be greatly appreciated. And I'm going to be taking a little bit of a break from doing radio shows, but you can listen to any of my previous episodes through my website or on Blog Talk Radio. Um, just look up my name, Heather Lounsbury, or Doc Heather. That's also my Twitter handle. I'm on Instagram, I have a Facebook fan page, uh, Pinterest, you name it, I have it. So definitely follow me and make sure to mark this show as a favorite. Um, if you are interested in going vegan or just want to eat healthier or more plant-based, I do offer phone consultations anywhere in the world. So be in touch with me through my website at livenaturallivewell.com. I would love to help you. And you can also read my book, Fix Your Mood with Food. It offers great nutritional advice for any 
mental health issue, stress, depression, anxiety, if you're a worry wart, you name it. There's um, some nice, easy to follow nutrition tips for you in there. And please follow me on social media, be in touch with any questions. And I look forward to hearing from you soon. Live natural, live well, and take care.